This is episode 150. Um, talk about Lufthansa Airlines. Um, Lufthansa is hiring 20,000 new employees. Uh, t- to support its post-pandemic recovery, the German flag carrier Lufthansa is b- embarking on a huge recruitment drive. Um, 2023 is just around the corner and is looking to be even busier than this year. Airlines around the world are feeling the pressure um, to ensure that they have adequate numbers of staff to cope with rebound of tra- and travel. And Lufthansa is no explanation. The German flag carrier has launched the latest recruitment campaign and is on the lookout for 20,000 20, new employees. The airline's uh, Germany-wide recruit- recruitment campaign kicked off on November 21st, reaching out to potential employees uh, through print, radio, and social media channels. The increased workforce should help the airline to avoid the chaos seen this year across North America and Europe, caused in part by staff shortages. So, as those of you who keep track of the aviation world, you know that there were crew shortages um, as things of, as a, pardon me, as restrictions in countries have been lifted um it has allowed for airlines to either start up a new service or return to places they had um, left due to the pandemic Um, as we all know the pandemic um, stopped a lot of traveling and uh, airlines were really hurting from especially airlines that fly mainly long haul air uh, long haul like emirates so um this is something big and obviously um having uh a low a low amount of staff um and result in return results in having to hire quite a few more staff and so Lufthansa, prior to the pandemic, um, staff, um, I mean, the Start Alliance member had 138,000 employees. The most recent figures from October this year shows 109,000 employees working at the airline. If the airline is successful in recruiting 20,000 more employees, its workforce will have almost reached its pre-pandemic peak once again, which is really, really good. Obviously, Lufthansa needs all its employees to... Um, return to places that they are have not yet been able to return to due to the lack of employees um and obviously Lufthansa is growing their uh growing their fleet they have two Boeing 77-9s now that they are flying and so Lufthansa's chief human uh chief human resource officer um, Michael Nigman outlined the need for the recruitment campaign, saying, We are clearly showing that the Lufthansa Group is looking to the future with great ambition. In order to be at top of the industry, we need committed and motivated employees for a wide range of tasks and challenges. The companies in the Lufthansa Group offer projects for the future with exciting job offers, connecting people, cultures, and economies in a sustainable way 
is what drives us. We need reinforcements for that. We will have to do a lot, or we'll have a lot to do. Um, which rules are available? Luthanza is advertising, um, is our vacancy, advertising vacancies in more than 45 different positions in addition to pilot and flight attendant roles. There is a particular focus on technicians, IT specialists, and lawyers. Um... If you'd like to find out more about flight attendant recruitment process, you can take a look at insight from the Simple Flying team where I have gotten this news and I really appreciate that they have um, a great website where I can find news and uh, share it with you. Um, positions that are available at various Lufthansa Group locations, including Frankfurt, Munich, Vienna, Zurich, Hamburg, and Brussels. According to the airline, some of the roles are to replace employees who left the career throughout the pandemic, while others are new roles. An example of campaign material can be seen below in German, and I do not have that. So, yeah, um, a strong recovery for Lufthansa so far. They are seeing a strong recovery after sustained heavy losses in 2020 and 2021 as a result of the pandemic that we all know about. Lufthansa Group reported a substantial operating profit of over 1 billion euros uh, in quarter three of this year. The Lufthansa Group is made up of the German flag carrier itself, Swiss, Brussels Airlines, Airwings, and Aust Austrian Airlines, with a fleet of over 700 aircraft. And 47 million passengers carried in 2021. The group is the second largest airline in Europe. And currently, I'm a Seattle-based, uh, so Lufthansa has kind of switched out a bunch of different aircraft that they operate flying to Seattle. They used to fly the A350-900 for a good while. Lufthansa, if you're listening and if you hear this, or if you work at Lufthansa, please bring back the A350s to Seattle. I mean, it's nice to get the A340, but I would like to get the A350. Just getting that out there. Um, anyways, they flew the 747 for a, like a month, maybe two months, and then they went back to the A330, and now they're flying the A340-300. So Luthans is definitely all going going around in circles with what aircraft they fly to Seattle. Okay, so hopefully I can get more podcasts out. I've been super super busy with work. I've been having like sixteen hour days. Um, this podcast is just something fun I like to do, and so getting an episode out has been a struggle, and I am sorry for that. But hey, here's episode one hundred forty. Um, I want to wish you happy holidays, and uh, yeah, this has been episode 140. Till next time, fly safe. This past week, China Southern Airlines has completed its last flights of its Airbus A380s. Um, the Airbus A380s are going to be taken to the U here to the U.S. to be scrapped. And uh, to do whatever else they are going to do with those aircraft. So, with that happening, um, China Southern will no longer have any 
no longer has any A380s in the fleet that are operating passenger service. Um, if you ever see them on Flight Radar 24, they are heading to the desert to be scrapped. So, um, that's it's really sad to see planes be scrapped and I mean, I guess you get you get quite a bit of money for what you get from what you from all the scrap metal that you get from the aircraft, but uh, it's kind of there's kind of that sentimental feeling there, uh, knowing that the aircraft will no longer see the skies again. Um, when an aircraft is scrapped, they take off all the components that can be used again, like engines. Uh, they'll be basically do like a re, like do a. What's, what's the name? Basically, they'll do an overhaul of the engines and get those uh, in tip-top shape. Um, they will take out uh, any pieces from the cabin or the cockpit that they can use um, in other aircraft. Um, going another A380 aircraft. Um, I don't know if they can go into another of a different type. I don't think it can. I need to double check on that. But it's really interesting. And it's it's unfortunate that, you know, aircraft can't fly forever. But, of course, like humans, we get old and we can't live forever. So, yeah, it's, it's sad to see the aircraft, you know, go to the desert. And just to know that it'll never be flown again, never see the skies again. Um, but uh, I'm thankful that... Uh, it was able to serve the years that it did. And uh, hopefully we'll get another episode and more that's uh, more in-depth detail about the A380. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 139. A few short days ago, Lufthansa has announced that its A380s will be back in service and will be based in Munich. Four to five aircraft are due to return to the skies next summer. Lufthansa has concerned, confirmed where the returning Airbus A380 aircraft will be based, according to Aerotelegraph. A Lufthansa spokesperson commented that four to five of the giant jets are re- set to return, with the entire returning fleet heading to the smaller of the airline's two main hubs. It remains unclear when the jet will return or which routes the airline will be placed on. With all 14 aircraft sent to desert storage, it seemed bay time had run out for the Airbus A380 in the blue and yellow liveries of Lufthansa. This is this all challenged on Monday when the airline announced the giant of the skies would be returning out of the blue. According to Aerotelegraph, the Lufthansa Group CEO, Karstens Four revealed that four to five of the airline's eight remaining Airbus A380s are slatted, slated to return to the skies. Four made the comments at an internet, internal employee event, also commenting that the airline is also eyeing Munich for their deployment. A Lufthansa spokesperson told Simple Flying in an, in, in, an internal meeting, Carson's four c- confirmed that Lufthansa will station four to five Airbus A380s in Munich as of the summer of 2023. 
It makes sense that Ufanta would send the A380 to Munich for several reasons. Firstly, Munich is lacking when it comes to the airline's biggest jets. Just looking at June of 2022, Frankfurt has four wide-body types on the schedule. The Airbus A330-300, Airbus A340-300, Airbus 747-400, and Boeing, no, sorry, Boeing 747-400, and Boeing 747-800. Meanwhile, Munich only has the Airbus A340-600 and the Airbus A350-900. Additionally, we know that Lufthansa is short of first class in Munich. The A340-600 is the only aircraft currently offering the cabin in the city, and only a handful of these are active. So recently, I booked another flight. Um, this flight uh, was kind of something that was kind of last minute. Uh, I will be going to this, um, be going to uh, Spokane, um, and then my sister will be coming a week later, and uh, my mom will be driving her. And it didn't make sense for me to also, you know, drive, you know, making a bunch of trips. So I booked a flight via Alaska Airlines uh, to Spokane. Um, we'll be hap helping at uh, a, a youth camp and uh, I'll be doing grounds and maintenance. And so um, I booked a flight on Alaska Airlines and the flight is going to be on a Boeing 737 MAX 9. It wasn't something that was planned. It was just the I picked a time that uh, was best suited for the time that um, they pick up passengers from the airport. Um, so, the flight takes off at 12.15 and gets there at 1.30. So, I am really excited that I'll be on a MAX and not on a Q400 uh, or an E175 or just the, one of the NGs. But I'll get the MAX and I'll also get Boeing, the Boeing 737 MAX 8, no sorry, MAX 9 in August again on the 20th of August. So, I'll get two Maxes in a row. I have never personally flown on the 737 Max, but uh, I think it'll be really fun and interesting, um, especially with Alaska Airlines. Um, I will uh, try to get a flight review out, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, sorry that episode 120 was so bad. I don't, like I said, I don't get what happened. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, just a lot of noise. I do not know what it was. And I am sorry, guys, and uh, my apologies. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Uh, please leave a review, even if you think the podcast really sucks. I already know it. But thank you for listening. This has been episode 122. Red Air McDonald Douglas MD-82 catches fire after landing at Miami Airport. A flight from the Dominican Republic caught fire after experiencing an apparent gear failure while landing at Miami International Airport. The flight from the Dominican Republic caught fire after experiencing an apparent gear failure while landing at Miami International Airport. Red Air Flight 203 departed Santo Domingo at approximately 1500 
uh, UTC and performed an uneventful approach to landing after touching down on runway 9 the MD-82 veered to the left and skidded into the grass that separates runway 9 from r the intersecting runway 12 and 30. The aircraft's left wing impacted an airport antenna structure including a small building close to it. The structure impacted the jet's right wing at that which that point a fire erupted. All 140 passengers and 11 crew members were safely evacuated, but there are reports of some minor injuries at the time. Red Air is a Dominican Republic-based airline and that operates a fleet of McDonnell Douglas aircraft consisting of three MD-82s and one MD-81. The aircraft involved in the accident was an MD-82 with registration of Hotel India 1064. It was previously operated by the Venezuelan base laser air. So, and this aircraft was actually also uh, before Venezuelan uh, base laser air. It was operated by American Airlines. Uh, it used to be a, air, an aircraft owned by American Airlines. And you may be wondering who exactly is Red Air. Only launched last year. Red Air is a discount airline based in the Dominican Republic. So it's like like our U.S. Uh, based Spirit Airlines, JetBlue, Frontier, um, those airlines. So it was set up with the aim of challenging other low-cost carriers on the popular routes from the Caribbean to the U.S. It has re recently added 20 flights weekly to the states and is was I in the development of several bases in Central and South America as well as in cities in the United States the airline has only four aircraft in the in the, in the fleet all from the MD family one is an MD-81 while the other three are MD-82's average age of the fleet is over 30 years the aircraft involved in the incident had been delivered new to American Airlines in December of 1990 before moving to Laser Air in 2017. It was registered to Red Air in June of last year. The other MD-82s have followed a similar pathway delivered new to American Airlines in the 1990s before moving to Laser in more recent times. MD-81 was originally a Japan Airline, uh, Airlines aircraft but had also been in service with Laser Airlines in the past. So, it's interesting to see or just kind of hear what happened and find out what happened exactly um, was possibly the reason why they had the, um, why the aircraft had uh, a horrible landing was maybe because they, they hit, hitting the um, radio tower and I don't, exactly no hopefully uh, there'll be some more information that comes out on the topic I will have some YouTube videos um, linked in the description um, and this is episode 121 I put 120 um, in the intro and I will be remaking episode 120 because that one had a bunch of weird noise I don't know where that all came from and I really apologize and I will try to do better and um, I'm just not I guess I'm just not the best podcaster out there but it's still something fun to do anyways ladies and gentlemen this has been episode 121 of taking flight till next time fly safe
Okay, so this is a spontaneous random episode of Taking Flight Podcast. Um, I was going to book a flight. Um, I'll be going on a flight this month, and I'll be going on a flight next month as well uh, on Alaska Airlines. So I'm going to be going to a summer in two weeks. I've been volunteering at for the past uh, four years now. And... My sister's going to be going as a camper for week two, and I'm going to be the cold police. And with the way gas prices are these days, it's kind of hard for us to be able to make two trips driving. So I decided to look at a flight and see how much it would cost to fly from Seattle to Tacoma to uh, Spokane International Airport. And so I went on to Expedia, who I book flights with. Sometimes I will book via Google Flights, but it seems like Expedia seems to be having the best fares. Anyways, it was just a $98 for the fare um, flying on Alaska Airlines, and I will be on the board of 737 Max 9. So I am going to be. Flying on two Boeing 737 Max 9s this year, I'll definitely make sure to have uh, some sort of flight review. And just let you know what the product is like and what might be different with the aircraft. Alaska um, Airlines is mainly my number one go-to airline. I own them more than any other airline out there in the United States. Alaska has good fares. Alaska Airlines is a good airline, and I definitely recommend flying with them. Uh, they're not all cost carrier, carrier, they're just your average airline. And, uh, fares. and uh, so yeah, I'm flying on the boats up there some I'm flying on taking my GoPro to get some in-flight footage. I don't think I will have in-flight footage of the entire flight. It's like only an hour, I think like an hour flight. It's not that long, so I think it's going to be fun, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be cool to be able to fly on this aircraft. I'm definitely looking forward to it, and we'll let you guys know what it's like. Um, thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Um, please leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts on Spotify, follow, and thank you so much for supporting and I can't wait to fly on the Max. So a couple days ago, I, uh, me and my brother booked a flight to fly out to a graduation in August. Uh, we'll be uh, flying from our local airport, Seattle Tacoma International Airport, uh, flying via Alaska Airlines. For those of you who don't live in the States, uh, Alaska Airlines is an airline based in Seattle. Um, they are, uh, um, they only, they do a few, couple international flights. But they're not like super far out. Um, they are a 
full on uh, all they have. They have uh, a few uh, Airbus aircraft uh, since they bought out Virgin America, and um, they do with their uh, with their uh, regional the regional part of the airline. They have the Ember E one seventy five and the De Havilland Canada Dash four Q four hundred the Dash four hundred. Um, they uh, have uh, been increasingly upping their 737 maxes, and um, so I will be able to fly on one of their Boeing on their Boeing 737 Max 9. It'll be the first time I've ever flown on this aircraft on the aircraft type. I've flown on the 737-900ER, uh, but this is the so far the biggest uh, variant of the 737-MAX-9-MAXs that are out with airlines right now. Um, anyways, we'll be flying to Chicago O'Hare, and this will be on August 20th. We'll have a 6 o'clock departure and a 12.08 arrival. Um, with the time change, I think that kind of makes it... Uh, I tried, I counted, I just, I went over the time, and it just seems, doesn't seem, seem right, I don't know if they're, I don't know, not going to get into the details, but anyways, uh, so, we're looking at about a four and a half hour flight, or might be a little bit longer, and then we're going to road trip back, so we'll see the different uh, parks, like uh, Yellowstone, and the different national parks, uh, do some, possibly some camping, but I'm really stoked to do the last the fly last on the Alaska Airlines 737 Max 9. It'll be my first time experiencing the aircraft, like I said. And uh, anyways, I just wanted to share this with you. Thank you for listening, and supporting this podcast. Please, please, please. I keep asking, and nobody does it. It'd be great if you leave a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it. Leave a five star review rating. Let me know how you feel about the podcast. I know they suck. But I would love to hear how you feel because I don't know what in the world to do if I'm not getting reviews like all the other podcasts do. Um, podcasts grow by getting reviews and getting uh, reviews. The podcast is more popular. Anyways, thank you for listening. This has been episode 119.